0: You're right, it's Randall Parker here from Randall Parker's Film Club. I'm sat here at Birmingham International Airport about to board a plane for Amsterdam for a nice relaxing Easter break. flight was supposed to take off at 10am but it's been delayed. It's now 20 to 1 and they reckon it should be at least another half hour. So I thought it might be a good idea to have a bit of a catch-up. If you listen to my podcast, then I'm sure you'll remember our local church, St Chad's, in conjunction with Jan's 24-hour party services, was running a raffle to raise funds for the new roof. And I was a lucky winner. Never win anything normally. Can't even win a fucking argument. I'm not casting any aspersions, but I did notice the other day no work has started on the new church roof yet, but I did see Sharon the Vicar driving around in a new Toyota Yaris on Monday. Janet was telling me the other day that her and Sharon the vicar used to work together back in the day when she was known as Dirty Janet. Apparently they were a bit of a double act. And in fact used to work some of the clubs in Amsterdam. And that's how they came up with the idea for the raffle apparently. Now Janet has been marvellous. Even though I haven't got a passport she managed to get me one off one of her many associates. I have to admit though the photo doesn't much look like me. And the bloke in the photograph is a fair bit older. But Janet said it's just a formality and they don't really pay attention to them when you show them. She said if they do begin to ask any questions that I'd say I've been ill recently and my name's Samesh Devi. Hotels, flights and transfers are all paid for and Janet's even bummed me a couple of quid to treat myself with. Thought of everything she has. She so even arranged for me to meet one of her friends when I'm over there, Mr Van de Berg. Apparently he's going to drop off a parcel at the hotel sometime on Saturday morning, a gift for Janet's birthday, and she thought it might be a bit more reliable for me to bring it over than the Dutch Postal Service. Janet said I'd be doing a great favour if I brought it back, and even offered to send one of her girls with me to keep me company so I wouldn't be lonely, and she'd show me a fun time whilst we were over there. But I said to Janet, it's very kind of her, but i was going to bring Mum instead. thought it would be nice to do a bit of mother and son bonding. Mum's been a bit moody since the house blew up, and things have been a bit tense back at the bungalow with all four of us old up in there. It's only a small place, and sometimes it can get a bit heated. At night, Mum and Mr White have the bedroom, Francis is on the sofa in the living room because of his back, and I've got a pop-up tent out back in the yard next to the wheelie bin. Truth be told, it is quite cosy. I've got my own space. Oh, by the way, if you're wondering how I am after my recent trip to the hospital, I'm feeling a okay No lasting ill effects. Well, sometimes when I crank one out, I do get a bit of a twinge in my shoulder, but nothing I can't live with. My eyebrows have even started to grow back and I've managed to sort myself a temporary wig to cover my bald spot on my left side of my head. Mum has taken the side of Francis on who's to blame for the house blowing up, which does hurt a bit, but I'm hoping a few nights away I shall be able to, you know, put my side of the story over. I hope they hurry up with this fucking flight. I'll book me and Mum around a glow-in-the-dark mini-golf at half-five tonight. Mind you, Looking at the state over there, slumped in that chair, snoring like a bear, she probably won't feel like a game. Mr. White told me that when they were on the honeymoon a few weeks back, on the flight over, they had some turbulence and it right shit mum up. She bit a stewardess and tried to open the door of the plane, but they managed to calm her down with a drink and some of Mr. White's special tablets. Mr. White advised me that just as he called the flight, I should give her two cans of John Smith's bitter and three nitols. By the time the plane takes off, she'll be fast asleep and no trouble at all. Would have been fine if they hadn't called the flight at 10, then said, Oh, hang on a minute, the engine's fucked, just as Mum had drained the last can, and I'd flick nitol number three on a clack at the back of her throat. Two and a half hours she's been there, snoring and farting in that seat. She cracked one off right in a kid's face about 15 minutes ago, poor little sod. She had shepherd's pie last night thought it'd be nice to bring mum along as we never used to go on holiday when i was a kid thought it'd be lovely to sort of make up for it not for the likes of us Randall kid mum used to say she'd say that about a lot of things like alpen alpens for the people off the posh estate lad not us the furthest we used to go was a bus trip to lichfield what a boring cackle that was once round the shops nipped to the cathedral then back home on the fucking bus of course, I've been further afield than there, yeah, I've mentioned before, Mr White took me on holiday once. I've been to London a couple of times, uh, Manchester, and Stoke. That's a pokey all I can fucking tell you. And then there was always school trips, weren't there? I used to fucking hate school trips, hours on a couch full of kids jacked up on sweets and cans of pop, driving to some shitty stately home in the middle of nowhere, and walking around a dusty old fucking house to scoff your packed lunch in a field next to a bunch of cows shitting... My pack lunches used to consist of a two-finger Kit-Kat, a quenchy cup and egg butties. Always fucking egg. They'd be sitting there in me warm lunchbox for hours and as soon as it opened the smell had enveloped the whole class. Fucking reek it would. smell like someone was rotting the fucking drains. Mrs Moody, our teacher, appropriate fucking name that was, I can tell you, right. She used to say, Randall Parker, you dirty little infant, go and eat your lunch in the next field. There I was, sat on me Todd in the next field eating me dinner. I'm sure she thought it was me and not the sandwiches. Must have thought every school trip I'd be sat there brewing up an arsenal of trumps ready for lunchtime. She's dead now. Thank fuck. Oh, Jesus, wept, You can fucking taste that? Oh. Uh, Big Ken gave me some facts about Amsterdam, which I thought was nice of him. I've got him here. Hang on, in. Okay. Uh, the first one is did you know if, if you ask a dutchman or a woman if they come from holland they'll tell you to fuck right off they prefer it if you ask them are you from the netherlands in the netherlands a tulip bulb was once sold for a hundred thousand guilders don't know how much that is that was in 1637 and it was a semper augustus now apparently back in the day that was enough to buy a big fuck off house in the posh part of town and According to Ken, in the Netherlands, if you are disabled, you can apply for an allowance so you can have a go on a prostitute. 12 goes a year you get. What a country. That'd only work in a place like the Netherlands, wouldn't it? I mean, in England, you'd have a load of blokes chucking themselves in front of cars just so they could have a drain off. And finally, oh, that's it. Uh, That's all my facts used up. Still, nice of Ken to go through the trouble, weren't it? Especially with all the trauma. Saw Ken on Tuesday walking down the street with a shoebox under his arm. You don't normally see Ken out and about in town. Ken likes to stay off the grid as much as possible. Only tends to come out if there's an emergency. All his karaoke night down the lemon flag, one of the two. Anyway, he's got his shoebox under his arm and I says to him, You're right, Ken, new shoes? And he goes, Nah, Lulu the cat's died. I'm off to the park to bury her. Fucking love that cat, did Ken? Apparently she got in the way of one of his experiments and the poor gal perished. He's right, cut up about it. What's the fucking state of that? Don't know how much longer I've got to wait until the flight leaves. They said about half an hour last time I asked, so it shouldn't be too long, hopefully. I'm gonna have Kelly moments of the flight now, aren't I? There's no waking her up now. Luckily, it's a nice shiny floor, so if she becomes too heavy, I can always drag her along that, can't I? Fucking love Easter, I do. I'll cross buns, chocolate, as much James Bond as you can stomach on RTV3. Shorter news bulletins on the telly. It's just when they drag religion into it, it sort of ruins the fun of it, doesn't it? You put on the telly on a Sunday morning, they're all looking moody singing them fucking carols. And what's with the names of the days? I mean, today's Thursday, right, but for some reason they call it Monday Thursday. What the fuck's that all about? Tomorrow's Good Friday. How the fuck's it good if the Romans did a murder to Jesus on that day? Saturday's just called Saturday. No cool name for them. It's just Saturday. Then it's Easter Sunday and Easter Monday. It's like they got to Friday and thought, you know, piss bored of giving these things names. Let's just chuck Easter in front of it. No one will give a fuck. Anyways, I'm going to leave you to it. Enjoy your Easter. I'm going to enjoy my holiday in Amsterdam. What could possibly go wrong? podcast will be back soon. going to have a new episode for you, probably around Monday the 25th of April, so keep your ears peeled. If you want to drop me a line, the email address, as always, is randallparker1971 at gmail.com. I really would love to hear from you. I don't just say that, I mean that. Uh until for a bit.